stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insight and understanding from the Word of God. Here's Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I really have been waiting for you. It's been a long weekend. And today we're going to pick up where we left off on Friday. Today I'm going to talk to you again about the great restrainer or the one who is holding back evil. One of these days, the Antichrist is going to show up. What's stopping him? What is stalling him from showing up on the scene right now? That's what we're going to see in Scripture today. You say, well, why do we need to know that? Because it's in the Bible and there's a lot of nonsensical teaching about the Antichrist. It's amazing how many people are afraid that he's going to take over right now. But when you understand what the Bible says, then you have peace because you know this cannot happen until first the church is evacuated. I'm going to show that to you in the Bible today. Oh, we need to know what the Bible teaches. But hey, if you're a partner, I want to say thank you for being a partner. Denise and I love you. We pray for you every day. There's not a moment of the day, really, that I'm not thinking about our partners. When I even sit in this chair and look at the camera, when I look at all the equipment and think about what it costs to take this teaching to people all over the world, all of this is provided by partners just like you. Thank you so much. Together, we really are making a difference in people's lives. In the Great Commission, in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said, go into all the world and teach all nations. That's what we're doing. But then when you come to the very last verse in the chapter, he says, and lo, I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the age. That is what we call a conditional promise, which means if you go and if you teach all nations, then lo, I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the age. That word lo in Greek is the word edu. It's Jesus' own exclamation about what he's saying. I would translate it like this, and wow, will I ever be with you even unto the end of the age. The low belongs to those who go. If you go with the gospel, if you take the teaching of the word of God to the ends of the earth, Jesus says, wow, 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 I will show up in your life in remarkable ways. It is a promise of divine power to those who go. Where there are many ways to go, you can physically go, you can get on a plane, you can go somewhere else, or right from your home, you can become a partner to help somebody else go. That also is a form of going. And when you give to the work of the gospel, Jesus says, I'll show up in your life. I just want to share that because if you're a partner, you can expect the supernatural presence of God to be in your life. And if you're not a partner, please join us as a partner. By the way, when you become a partner, we send you immediately Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And we also send my book called Life in the Combat Zone as our way of saying welcome to the partner family. And right now we're offering you my series, which is called The Coming of the Antichrist. Everybody talks about the coming of Jesus and he is coming. But when he comes for the church and the church is evacuated, the Antichrist is going to show up. I'm going to really reveal that to you in Scripture today. And I cover all of that in this 10-part series that comes with an awesome study guide. You should order this series. It'd be great for you or for any Bible study you're a part of. Or if you're discipling somebody, what a wonderful gift to give them. And right now, 
We're also offering you my book, and today's Monday. It'd be a great day to order it, called Last Day's Survival Guide, a scriptural handbook to prepare you for these perilous times. The foreword is by Perry Stone. The back of the book says, The Holy Spirit warned the perilous times would come in the very last of the last days. We're living in that time frame right now, so it's imperative that we know how to survive victoriously. In this eye-opening survival guide, Rick covers prophetic scriptures about the end times and how to prepare for them. If you're concerned about what you're witnessing in society and even in the church, the answers you need to maintain your victory are in this book. It's a survival guide for thriving in these perilous last days. Wow. Friend, we're really living in perilous times. We need to know how to get through them. And that's why on the cover, there's a Bible and there's boots. We need our Bible because the Bible really is our anchor and we need boots to stomp through these times in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can survive these times and we can even thrive in them. But we need to know what God had to say about how to survive the end times. And all of that's in this book. Please order it. If you don't ever order another book by me, order this one and order several because you're going to want to share this with somebody else. But hey, Let's reach for our Bibles. I have my Bible. Do you have yours? Always bring your Bible to this program because everything we teach on this program is based on the Bible. And I want you to open your Bible to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And we're going to pick up where we left off on Friday. So let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3. And in verse 3, the Apostle Paul is writing to the Thessalonians and the Thessalonians have really been alarmed by bad prophecy teaching. Somebody told them that the rapture happened and they got left behind and now they were living in the tribulation and they were very, very upset. And when you come to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul told them to keep their head on straight and to not be easily moved by all kinds of weird prophecies and prophecy teachings that they needed to keep their head on straight concerning scriptures and what the Bible teaches about prophecy. Friends, we need to have a good understanding of what the Bible teaches about prophecy. Then in verse 3, he continues and he says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, that word, those words, that day refers to the rapture of the church. That day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and then that Son of Man be revealed, the Son of perdition. When Paul says no man, the Greek is very, very emphatic. No one, absolutely no one, let no one deceive you. And we've seen that this word deceive means to cheat. Let no one cheat you. Don't let anybody spiritually cheat you or to seduce, to take advantage of by trickery, to deceive by giving distorted information or impressions, to lure one into a deception, or to use any means to promote delusional thinking or delusional believing. Sometimes people who teach prophecy wrongly do so very sincerely. Sometimes it's very sincere. They just don't have a grasp on the whole Word of God. And therefore, what they bring is not quite right. And often they come with a sense of fear. God is never in the business of scaring us, but he is in the business of preparing us. And Paul says here, don't listen to delusional material. You need to have your facts right when you come to the issue of prophecy. He says, let no man deceive you by any means, by any means, 
I would translate in a modern vernacular, don't give an inch to delusional information. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. A falling away in Greek is the word apostasia. It describes a mutinous attitude toward God that is going to develop in society in the very, very end of the age. And the Bible says before the rapture takes place, there's going to be a change in society. My friend, we are living witnesses of that change. We have seen it take place in our lifetimes, and we've not seen the end of it yet. And in fact, it's going to become so mutinous, there's going to be such a rebellion against God, that when Paul describes the rapture as a catching away in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he uses the Greek word harpazo. The word harpazo means to snatch out of danger or to snatch out of imminent danger just in the nick of time, which means those who are living at the end of the age, who are spiritually vibrant, who are part of the remnant that's waiting for Jesus to come, we may feel like we're really in a dangerous place spiritually because the world has changed around us. But just in the nick of time, Jesus is going to blast that trumpet. He's going to come with a mighty voice and he's going to initiate a rescue operation, harpazo, and snatch us out just in the nick of time. That is what the scripture emphatically teaches. But here the Bible says there's going to be a falling away and that man of sin will be revealed. And then Paul describes the man of sin or the Antichrist as the son of perdition. The word perdition, the Greek word apoleia. The word apoleia describes anything that is doomed, anything that is rotten, decaying, or ruinous. And I've told you in the last program, a perfect picture of this word perdition, the Greek word apoleia, would be a meat filled with maggots. Have you ever seen meat filled with maggots? It is just so disgusting. Rottenness, it's decaying, the stench is terrible. That really is the word that is used here, the Greek word apoleia. And the Bible says the Antichrist, who is the man of sin, the word sin, the Greek word anomia, the one who has thrown off past standards, the man who no longer wants to live by the standards of the past or the moral norms of the past or by God's law, he will claim to be the progressive leader of the future. But the Bible says in reality, he will be the son of perdition. Everything he touches will turn to rot. He is the son of decay. He is the son of doom and destruction. That's really what it means. Wow. It's just amazing. And I would translate verse 3 like this. Here's the RIV. In light of these things, I urge you to refuse to allow anyone to take advantage of you. For example, you won't need a letter to tell you when the day of the Lord has come. You ought to know by now that that day cannot come until first a worldwide insurgency, rebellion, riot, and mutiny against God has come about in society. Once that occurs, the world will be primed, prepared, and ready to embrace the man of lawlessness, the one who hates law and has rebellion running in his blood. This is the long-awaited and predicted son of doom and destruction, the one who brings rot and ruin to everything he touches. When the time is just right, he will finally come out of hiding and go public. Then when you come to verse 4, Paul describes what he will be like, what the Antichrist will be like when he goes public. Listen to this. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, 
or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. The word opposeth, the Greek word antikamai, means the one that is resistant, the one that is set against everything that is established. He's anti, he's against, kamai, everything that has previously been set in stone. He is going to be against all moral norms of the past, and he will exalt himself, this means to be highly exalted, too exalted, above, the word above is a Greek word epi, it carries the idea of superiority, even crushing everything else. He will exalt himself above, in a superior position, above all, that is called God, anything that is called divine or that is worshipped, this would include all religions, but he will particularly be against Christianity. He is the anti-Christ. So that he is God, sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This word temple, the Greek word naos, which is used in the Old Testament to describe the Holy of Holies in the temple in Jerusalem, which here tells us there is an inference that he is going to enter into a rebuilt temple, a third temple in the city of Jerusalem. He will actually walk into the Holy of Holies. He will take his seat there in the position which belongs only to God and will show himself that he is God. That word show, the Greek word apodeknomi, means he will do his best to provide proof that he is God. Interesting that it is the same word used in the Gospels and in the book of Acts to describe the power of the Holy Spirit that confirms the gospel with signs and wonders, which tells us the Antichrist will have supernatural manifestations. Just like gospel preachers have signs and wonders to prove the gospel, the Antichrist will have lying signs and wonders that people will be awestruck by, and he will give it as evidence that he really is God in the flesh. And I would translate verse 4 like this. Do you understand who I'm talking about? I'm describing that person who will be so against God and everything connected with the worship of God that if you can imagine it, he will even try to put himself on a pedestal above God himself, sitting in God's rightful place in the temple and publicly proclaiming himself to be God. But then in verse 5, Paul continues, Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And then in verse 6, Paul continues, and now you know what withholdeth that he, the Antichrist, might be revealed in his time. In his time, the word time is the word kairos. The word kairos describes a season, a season or an opportunity, which means the Antichrist will know when it is his season and he will seize the opportunity. But what's holding him back right now? Well, this verse tells us. And now you know what withholdeth. Holdeth. Withholdeth is the Greek word katako, compound of the word kata, which means down. It's a very strong force. And the word echo, which means to embrace. But when you put the two words together, this word katako means to hold fast, or it means to hold down, to hold back, to suppress, to restrain, or to hinder. And here we have a description of who theologically is called the great restrainer. Who is the restrainer that is holding back evil in the world right now? What is the supernatural force present in the world right now that is stalling and postponing the manifestation of the Antichrist in this very moment? Well, I told you Friday, and I'm going to repeat it now, 
that there are five options for who is the great restrainer. And this has been a subject of great theological debate for 2,000 years. As early as the first century, this was debated. And many in the first century believe this verse described the Roman Senate. Well, we know that's wrong. But in the first century, the Roman Senate was the restrainer that was holding back the evil powers of Nero. And a lot of people believe God was using the Senate. We know that's the wrong answer because the Senate came, the Senate went. But some people believe that it's a description of God Almighty Himself. Maybe God Almighty Himself is the restrainer. Some believe this is the power of the Holy Spirit in the earth, and they believe that when the Holy Spirit is removed, then evil will flood in, but the Holy Spirit will never be removed. Even in the tribulation, people will be saved. You can't be saved without the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always be here. Then there are those who believe this is the church. That's what I believe. But there is even a fifth category of people who believe this is Michael the Archangel. Because Michael the Archangel, in the book of Daniel, deals with principalities and powers and holds them back. We find Michael the archangel in the book of Jude who argues with Satan over the body of Moses. When Moses died, it seems Michael the archangel deals with evil powers. So some people believe this is Michael the archangel. I do not believe that. I believe this is a description of the church. Let's see why I believe that. Let's continue. It says, now you know what withholds. You would better translate, now you know the one that is holding all of this back that he might be revealed in his time. The word revealed, the Greek word apokalypsis. This means to uncover or to reveal or to unveil. It depicts something that is veiled or hidden, but suddenly becomes clear and visible to see. It is a sudden revealing. When the veil is removed, what was hidden comes into plain view. What is behind the veil is no longer concealed or hidden from private or public view, suddenly it appears on stage. And the Bible says the Antichrist will step on the stage in his season. There's a preset season when this is going to take place, but the word time, the Greek word kairos, also is the word for an opportunity, which means the Antichrist will be an opportunist. He will see the moment and he will seize it. I would translate verse 6 like this. Listen. Now, in light of everything I've told you before, you ought to be well aware by now that there is a supernatural force at work that is preventing the materialization of this person and the disclosure of his identity. This restraining force I'm referring to is so strong that it is currently putting on the brakes and holding back the unveiling of this wicked person, stalling and postponing his manifestation. But when the right moment comes, this evil one will no longer be withheld and he will emerge on the world scene. That's a translation of the Greek word apokalypsis. The screen that has been hiding his true identity and guarding him from worldview will suddenly be pulled back and evaporate and he will step out on center stage to let everyone know who he is. Then in verse 7, Paul continues, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. In verse 7, Paul describes the mystery of iniquity. The word mystery, the Greek word mysterion, describes a mystery or a secret. Something that was once hidden but now is revealed. 
It's the idea of something that is limited only to a few people. Very few have access to this. Here, this word mystery and the word mystery describes a secret plan, a secret plan. For the mystery of iniquity or the secret plan of iniquity, the word iniquity again is a Greek word, anomia, lawlessness, doth already work. The word already means right now in this moment, the secret plan has already been set into action. Now, the devil's been working a long time to modify the world to get it ready for the Antichrist. If the Antichrist had even showed up a generation ago, it would have never worked because the world knew the Bible, the world was Bible-based, but this mystery of iniquity has been working for thousands of years. Some people say, Rick, do you believe in conspiracies? Absolutely. There's a major demonic conspiracy that has been at work since the time of the New Testament to modify the world, to prime it and prepare it to receive the man of iniquity. That's what this verse says. What's stopping it? The verse tells us. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. The word only, the Greek word monon. This word monon means hmm, alone. There's one restraining force. Just one thing is stopping this. Now, the word now, the Greek word noon means exactly right now. And the Bible says he lets and will let. The word let is again the Greek word kadeko. It means he is restraining. He is holding back and will let. Again, a form of the Greek word katecho, the one that is currently restraining, the one that is currently holding all this back, will continue to hold it back. So now we find there was a restrainer in the first century. There will be a restrainer all the way to the very end of the age. Who has been here from the beginning to the end? The church. This is the church. It tells us how powerful the church is. The church is a restraining force until he be taken out of the way. The word until the Greek word heos, which means until that precise moment when he be taken out of the way, be taken, is a very interesting form of the Greek word genomai. The word genomai describes something that happens unexpectedly, suddenly, or it takes you by surprise. Here, we have a depiction of the rapture. It's going to happen in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, suddenly. That's really what this means. And suddenly, the great restrainer will be taken out of the way the Greek word says, ek meso. It literally means out of the very middle of everything. He'll be removed from the midst. He'll be removed from the middle of everything. Well, right now, the church is everywhere and in everything. We are in government, we are in theater, we are in schools, we're in life, we're in industry, we're in business. We are in every city, we are everywhere. And we are God's presence in this earth. And we are so powerful. We may not always realize it, but friends, we are powerful whether we realize it or not. And our very presence in the earth is stopping all of this. But the moment, get on my unexpectedly, suddenly, we are removed out of the middle of everything, what will happen? Verse 8 tells us, and then that wicked shall be revealed. But I would translate chapter 2, 
verse 7, like this. Here's the RIV. These events, oh, please listen to this. This is so powerful. These events have been covertly in the making for a long time, but the world doesn't realize that a secret plan is being executed right under their own noses. The only thing that has kept this plan from already being consummated is the supernatural force that has been holding it back until now. But one day this force will be removed from the picture, and when that happens, these events will quickly transpire. And then verse 8 says, and then that wicked will be revealed. Wow. What will happen when the church is evacuated? That's what we're going to see tomorrow. For out of time, I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. People often talk about the coming of Jesus, but once Jesus has raptured the church, the Bible says the Antichrist will be revealed to the world. In one split second, the Antichrist will come out of hiding and go public. In the 10-part series, The Coming of the Antichrist, Rick Renner delves into this end-time subject like you've never heard it before. Based on 1 Thessalonians, Rick explores verses that can be difficult, making them easy to understand. Since we are living in the end of the ages, we need to know what is coming in the near future. If you are interested in what the Bible says about the future, then this is one series you need to digest. Rick answers, who is the Antichrist? What will he be like when he shows up? When will he be revealed to the world? What is stopping him from being revealed right now? Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $20, you'll be so glad you invested in this powerful series. In addition, you can order Rick Renner's book, Last Day Survival Guide. This spectacular book will awaken you to the times we are living in and will equip you to sail through these times successfully. We are in the last days. You and I need to know how to thrive in this last day's environment. This is one book you must have. Right now, you can get Last Day Survival Guide for just $25 wherever books are sold, in stores and online, or by going to renner.org. Don't delay ordering your copy today, and don't miss this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now, or go online to order. Isn't it liberating to know what the Bible teaches? You don't have to be afraid about the Antichrist showing up right now if you know what the Bible says, because his identity will not be revealed until the church has been removed from the earth, my friends. A day is coming in the future when the church is going to be evacuated. That is one of the clearest teachings of Scripture. It is not a fantasy. It is a New Testament doctrine. And by the way, when the church is removed, then the Antichrist will step onto the world stage. I cover all that in my series called The Coming of the Antichrist. It comes with a great study guide. Please order these. You will love it. Or give it to somebody who really is famished for the Bible. This will feed their spirit and their soul. And please be sure to order my brand new book called Last Day's Survival Guide. We are called by God to live in the end of the age. We can do it with victory. We just need to know how. And that's why I have written this book called Last Day's Survival Guide. The foreword is by Perry Stone. But let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much that we can know the Word of God, which gives us peace, and it gives us such a firm foundation to stand on. Thank you, Lord, for your anchor, which holds us through every season. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been so good to be with you today. I can hardly wait to get back here tomorrow. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. 
I'll see you tomorrow. Rick Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.